is mine only recording on one channel? Uh-oh, technical difficulties already, right out of the bat. Right out of the box. There it goes. Okay. It's like it, it doesn't matter as long as it's recording on one channel. Okay. I got so, notes, too. Oh, you do? <laughs> Look at us. No, notes. I have none. Oh, you have no, no notes. <laughs> I just have a notepad. <laughs> you just have a note. Okay. Well, I came, came coming in hot this episode. Is it, do you want to do the three, two, one one more time? Or no, that's do fine. you think we're good? It's good? Okay, cool. All right. All right, episode number three. Welcome. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, going good on this end. You uh, getting ready for, for Utah? Where are you at getting ready? Are you almost ready to go? Yeah, I just have to load my truck up. Okay. But, like, you're, you got everything. Did you remember? What did you? Oh, the hats last time. You forgot the hats on the mini nat trip. <laughs> Yeah. Did you remember the hats this time? I did. They're actually sitting right next to me. See, I have, I have this one. Oh, nice. I got some GTB oh, hats dude, there. did you just get those made? Yeah, I've ha I've made those these ones sick. before, but um, I must have missed those because uh, I really like those, and I don't own one, so I must have missed them or yeah. something. I didn't make a blue one this time, but I'll make a blue one next time for you. Mm -hmm. All blue, all blue, because I'm a crip. No, just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm ready to. Um, I got a few things left on my list. You know, um, we were when we're getting ready for the trips, and this is why you forgot the hat, so I, I think we do it the same way, where we write out a list of stuff, and they're like explicit things. That, do, that doesn't seem, that seems kind of silly. So like you'll write hats or charger. Like, you know what I mean? Like oh, very yeah, I specific, write, explicit things. Uh, my list consists of shoes. Yeah, because I have, have I have forgot my shoes before because I'll leave That's my right. house with flip flops on, and then get to where I'm going, because you don't need to wear shoes on the trip. No, right? Unless you're going to Canada, and yeah. you forget your shoes, and you have to buy a pair which on I the did. way there, which I which did. you did. <laughs> but there's no reason to wear shoes. You know what I mean? And so yeah, yeah my my list is very explicit, and yeah. I did not write hats on my last list, and I forgot my hats. Yep. And then you had to have them shipped. Yeah. Chelsea, yeah. your wife had to to ship them to you two days via FedEx. Yeah, via FedEx two days, which it cost eight, like eighty six bucks, so it wasn't too bad. But you know, lesson learned. Lesson. We all have we every trip. There's just a little lesson learned, and that was the lesson learned on that one. Yeah, you would think oh, we're going to get to the end of our journeys and tick every lesson learned, and it'll be the last trip we ever go on. <laughs> oh, there you go. Just just finish it on a on a high note. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm ready to. Um, I like to get everything packed. I basically like to be ready to go the day before. I used to like try to. Um, I used to try to be like, okay, I could just change my oil in the morning, or you know, get gas, and but that all those things add up so quickly, and mm -hmm. you end up losing like a bunch of hours before you go. So I try my, I mean, I, <laughs> I say I, I do, but I, I try, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but I try my best to, to get everything ready to go. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you have to, I mean, I even put everything in the bed of my truck the night before and it, and then it just sits in my truck overnight until I leave. Yeah. Cause I have to leave at like six o'clock in the morning or something like that. So what, yeah. What time you plan on leaving? Six in the morning. Oh, okay. I'm not going to get out of here till like probably 10. Gotta get my kids off to school and stuff like that. So six in the morning, how many hours is it for you? Six hours. Oh, it's six. Oh, you're yeah. a little farther. It's four and a half for me. Yeah, because I have to drive through to Vegas. Um, 
And if any, no one knows what we're talking about, we're going to the Roland in the Red Rock show this weekend. I think I think we should explain. Yeah, that. and it's in St. George, Utah, which is about an hour north of Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's like right on the border between Nevada and like Arizona, huh? I mean, <laughs> Nevada and Utah. Um, technically, it is on the border of Nevada and Arizona. Nevada. Oh, Arizona. really? Oh, it's that like little, yeah, little when you're, sliver. If you've ever driven from Vegas to uh, Utah, the first time I did it, I, it says "Welcome to Arizona," and you're like, "Why am I in Arizona?" But you go through that little corner of Arizona. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's pretty huh. cool. That is interesting. Right on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really so. Not only is it going to be a great show this weekend, I've been looking forward to it. But a lot of our our members are going. I was really surprised. We got a lot of heads rolling. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to be getting together Friday night, doing a little club dinner, right? I think so. That'd be cool. That's always fun. You know that that always makes the shows a lot more fun when when we get a lot of uh, a lot of our friends to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's good for uh, for Graham too. Graham is the one who puts on Rolling in the Red Rocks. And Graham is is friends with a lot of people in our club. And Graham is just oh, friends sure. with a lot of people in all clubs. You yeah. know what I mean? He's just that type of guy where he can, if you watch him at a show, and we're talking about Graham who's throwing the show um, this weekend. Um, he just bounces around at shows. He'll bounce around from this group and this group and this group. He just, he's just that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm really excited for him. Really excited for the show. So yeah, really looking forward to that. So, but what are we talking about? What do you have on your notes today, for today? Today's topic. I think we will talk about. I think we're going to talk about our brands. Okay. I think we'll talk about kind of we've we've already started the conversation talking about you know getting prepared for a show and like that. But I think maybe we'll get into like kind of the nuts and bolts as much as we feel comfortable with getting in the nuts and bolts about our our, our respective brands. Yours, Grinder TV, and mine, Custom Life. And um, before we begin, I just want to put out like a caveat, just a couple of them. Uh, number one, this is just our perspective, our perspective of running our brands. We are not telling anybody how to run their own brand. This is just our perspective and our experience running our own. And uh, the second thing I want to bring up is um, we may t- we may repeat a lot of stuff. Like in these first few episodes kind of getting to, to ev- like having everybody get to know us. We've kind of talked about the same things a couple times, but I think that's like going to naturally happen. I think that's yeah. just going to be part of the process. And I'm completely okay with that. You know, we've had a couple people, our friends included and comments say, you know, Hey, you guys kind of lost track on this or you kind of didn't go down this Avenue enough or this topic. And my reply to that one, um, the last one was, Hey, just keep up because yeah. we're all over the place. And you know, we're not professional podcasters. We're this is just these are just the discussions that we have amongst ourselves, and the reason that we started this podcast is so because we think that other people would enjoy hearing this too. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and I think people are genuinely interested because, mm-hmm. like I've said before, if you look at objectively at what we do from the outside, it's I don't want to say a bit mysterious, but like there are people wonder like how how are these guys doing this? Yeah. Like how is this sustainable? <laughs> how are these guys? you know, doing this for a living, for their jobs professionally. Yeah, it's a so, good, it's definitely a uh, a question that we get a, a lot, you know what I mean? Like, hey, what do you guys do besides this? And you're just like, right. no, this is what we do. Yeah, what do you what do, you do for work? Well, this. <laughs> and then they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I, I just wanted to put those those couple like caveats out there that, that you know, this is, this is just us. This is just uh, talking about 
are what we do. Yeah. So yeah. Take so, it take it as you will. <laughs> take it as you will. <laughs> we need like a little banner, um, like a legal disclaimer. Like this is not legal business advice. This is not oh, like, <laughs> Do not try this at home. <laughs> do not try this. <laughs> do not try this at home unless you are uh like I don't know. Do not try this at home unless you one have a lot of time to do it. Two I would say. It, two, you want to be broke and drive very old trucks with high mileage. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's <laughs> that should be point number one. Point number one is be comfortable with being kind of broke. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so um I do you what what are your what's your perspective on your well, you kind of went company. into it with your brand um, when we did the the, the the history of ourselves and and with BST and maybe you can kind of explain that you know you were BST which stood for blood sweat and tears and then you changed to the custom life right so yeah so you know I won't I think we already kind of went over the the very beginnings like us starting our business like it's you know to me it's weird like. There's a couple like words that people say that don't necessarily like rub me the wrong way because I'm for a lot of people who know me, I'm very easygoing. Like (laughs) I'm, I I don't really stress or trip on anything, but there's a couple of things that I'm like, "Hmm," is like one is like being a business guy, you know, like I understand that these are businesses and that's what we do. And that's, I mean, that's the technical term for what we do. We run businesses. But I don't feel like, you know, business guy. Like, I'm out there making a business. You know what I mean? Well, and every, uh, everyone's an entrepreneur now. That, and that was, was going to be my second one, yeah. is the word entrepreneur. It's almost, I don't know, it's almost kind of lost its meaning, kind of. You know, like, an entrepreneur is just someone who, who just, I, I, I don't know, maybe we'll look up the true definition of what an entrepreneur is. But at some point, an entrepreneur went from being just a person who starts businesses, you know, with the goal of like, you know, expanding them and making them better to this like pseudo buzzword for like, um, and I'm trying to, to pick the right words as I say this. It's like a pseudo word just for anybody who wants to prove to someone that they're grinding super hard. Yeah, and that, you know I mean? that, that was, I should have written that note down because I did have a, a mental note for this. And, and it is, it's, if you go on Instagram or go on Facebook, everyone's description is now entrepreneur. If you started an Instagram page and you have some t-shirts or even if you don't, you're not an entrepreneur. You just started an Instagram page. Right, you know, and and the whole and this is going to come off as me just being kind of a jerk and stuff like that, but it, I'm very opinionated when it comes to this subject because the the people get on Facebook and talk about what they're doing all the time. Right. Oh, I work eighty hours a week. What did you do? Or I remember my first time job at forty hours a week, or that uh, you know what I mean. Grind hard. Do this. Do this. And it's just like if you ever notice, most of the time the people that are posting those things aren't actually the ones that are doing those things right yeah there's a, there's a very few and that actually kind of like segues into my my next thing especially talking about like instagram and and stuff like that and i have a pretty strong opinion about that too i think this is going to be the episode of strong opinions mm. <laughs> i think we've gotten here episode three and we're talking about strong opinions yeah um and again uh, you know this is not talking about anybody in particular this is just oh no it a, is we're gonna name names Oh, 
<laughs> and then it just goes, beep, and then you're like, so what's happening to the show this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to cut this entire part out. No, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, again, well, just from my perspective, I'm not calling out anybody in particular, um, but I just have a pretty strong feeling about like, you know, all of these like inspirational like quotes and stuff like that. You know, like when people post like a guy in a suit, in a black and white picture of a guy in a suit fixing his watch and it has some generic like, you know, uh, work hard, you know, to me that if you're okay, let's, let's talk about it from the perspective of being in the positions that we're in now running our companies for how, how long we've been running them. When I see that stuff, it's not motivational because like the, the thing says work hard. Well, yeah, <laughs> like it's very common sense. It's, you can, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, you're not like, like saying anything mind blowing. So when I, you know, if I went to someone and, and was asking for advice, like I want advice that's going to be like beneficial to what I do. So like if, uh, you know, if I went up to someone and someone who had a bigger brand and there are many, many out there who have much bigger brands and, and are very successful at what they do. So if I went to those people and I said, Hey, look, I'd really like some advice on how to, to make my, my, my brand better. And if I, if they said to me like, well, all you got to do is just work hard. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, thank you. Not like, oh, here's a, here's a thing I learned sourcing shirts, or here's a thing I learned about how to utilize, you know, get your website in front of people. You know, those are to me are like sustainable things that like, that I'm looking for. Yeah. So in this conversation, you know, that's, that's the kind of, Again, not advice, like, but just perspective. That's what I want to give is perspective on those things. Yeah, it, those motivational quotes are, again, they're just common sense. I mean, when you're hungry, you eat. Yeah, that's what you do when you're, you're hungry is you eat, right? If you want to um, make more money, then you work hard. Yeah, that's just what you do. It's like it's, they're not motivational. They're just common sense. Yeah, the um, common sense things. Yeah, anytime I see anyone sharing like Gary V or anything like that, it just blows my mind. The guy is so has made money on just everyone sharing his motivational quotes, which if right. you think about it, it's just like wake up in the morning, eat breakfast, go to work, grind hard. It's a, yeah, that's what everybody does. That's what everybody does. And right. just because you might do it a couple hours more than the next person doesn't mean that you're now like you're an entrepreneur or you're just better than them or, or however it is, you know what I mean? But it just cracks. Right. That's that kind of stuff cracks me up when it comes to, when it comes to this stuff. Cause so many people don't put the time in. They just, I don't know. It, it, I could, I could go on and on and on about this, but no, I totally get it. And, and I, and I feel the same way. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Gary V cause I feel the exact same way. I think, you know, a lot of, I think some people like, especially like that dude has figured out if you say things in a certain cadence and with a bit of authority, anything sounds good. You know what I mean? Well, it's just like uh, putting a picture of a Lamborghini or a, or a private jet and putting words on there saying, if you do this, then you get this. Right. Right. Which is, which for me, so like that's, that's sort of just like the bashing of that particular thing. Yeah, so yeah. now... So now I want to kind of go on to the the thing that actually that I that that motivates me personally and, and stuff. So I you know we started this podcast because we listen to a lot of podcasts and we listen to a lot of people speak and the 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 people that I enjoy listening to are people number one who are really passionate about what they do, whether it be like comedians, 
uh, athletes, um, people who own brands. It doesn't really matter what they're doing, but when they're passionate and they start getting into the subject, like it really, that's what motivates me because then I go like, oh my gosh, this guy is like really into what he does. I'm really into what I do. What can I take away from what this guy is saying to apply it to myself? Um, I kind of lost my thought on that one, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, oh yeah. So, so like that's, there, there are plenty of people out there, you know, that do that for me. And then at the, at the same time for myself, like that's how I am. So like I am real, I, I am a screen printer. I screen print t-shirts, but I love screen printing. So like when I get a hold of someone who is also a screen printer, it's almost like you, it's, it's like when you, uh, when you see someone, you know, rocking around like with a shirt of your favorite band and then you like look at that person and you kind of like see each other and maybe you're wearing the same one, but, but you automatically know that like, Oh, I got something in common with this person and I can really go into depth and talk about this thing. That's how I am with screen printing. So any, anytime I get a hold of someone who's a screen printer, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm a screen printer too. How do you do this? How do you do this? I do it like this. And I just kind of way get into the, the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. It's just like camera talk when you, when you're next to another photographer or video guy or, you know, you kind of, you can go back and forth about gear and stuff like that. And it's just with anybody that's passionate about anything, you find someone that also has that passion and that thing in common. And then you can sit there for a long time and, and do it. Um, and you know, talk about it. Yeah. And also for me, like to, that kind of like leads me to another point. Like, um, I, again, I can only speak from my own perspective, but I've seen it happen before. So like not, not necessarily with like brands or clothing brands or screen printing, but like kind of like everything in, in that, in a space where someone's doing something. So someone will, you know, I'm, this is like a hypothetical situation. Someone will go up to someone and say, Hey man, I really like how you did this. You know, I kind of do this too. And I do it like this. Well, you know, some people tend to get like a little apprehensive about it and they're like, get, they get defensive. Like, Oh, well you do that too. Well, I, I, you know what I mean? They, they get really defensive over it where I'm the complete opposite, uh, almost to a fault where I will talk and let people know about everything. Yeah. They're like, Hey, how did you do this? I'm like, well, I did it like this and like this and like this. And then I got this from over here again. And, and I've actually, <laughs> I've done it before to a fault where I just maybe give away too much information. And I'm like, well, if you go to this distributor and use this and do this and you get it for this price. And you know most, I mean? most of the time that's okay. But in today's world right now, trying to actually get product, mm -hmm. it's just like, no, no, that's my secret. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's, I'm that's not like giving up my thing. guy that I go to get my shirts from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. No, that's, that's definitely, that's, that's just like logistical issues that like the, the time we live in right now. So, yeah, so I just wanted to, like, make a point of, you know, um, running a brand is, uh, like, ru just running a brand has a lot of moving parts. Um, there's just, I I'm trying to, like, focus my thought here because I kind of went off. But it's anyway, right. yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, so just having a brand, there's a lot of moving parts. And if someone came up to me and said, Hey man, like, you know, I really want to do this. What advice can you give me? I try my best to, to be like, well, you know, these are the things that help me. Well, what has helped you? What, what, you know, custom life, you know, what has, uh, what was the advice given to you or the advice you gave to yourself? So it actually starts from a really long time ago to back, like when I first started. So again, we started the brand in 2003 and when Angie and I like started this brand and had some ideas for some shirts, obviously we need to figure out 
we need to make some shirts. How are we going to make some shirts? So I went to a local screen printer and uh, got it all set up. It actually went really smooth. Gave them our designs, which were super basic at the time. <laughs> and just a little quick side thing. Like when we were very first designing t-shirt, de and I use designing like in air quotes. And for our audio listeners, I'm making air quotes right now. Um, our designs we made in print artist. And I don't know if a lot of people know what print artist is, but it it's just like one of the most basic like graphic design programs I think has been. Let me made. let me guess. Was uh -huh. it free? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how I got it. I, it was just like <laughs> it was on my dad's computer that I was using to like you know again air quotes. I'm making air quotes. Design this stuff because the designs were were not not awesome but that's everybody does that everybody has to start somewhere hey maybe even our designs now are not so awesome i don't know but um so you know back then we went to the we went to the local screen printer and right away i knew that i was on the wrong end of this and again this is from my personal perspective there are a lot of brands who source their printing and stuff like that again i i keep on like having i feel like the need to keep on making these like caveats you know yeah. um but from my perspective i was like I'm on the wrong, uh, wrong end of this. I need to print my own shirts. And so it wasn't until like a few years later that we were able to, to get our own equipment and we started our own screen printing company, which was a bunch of trial and error by itself. I basically, like I've said before in a previous episode, I bought a business in a box. So I just went on this uh, website, website called Ryanet and just bought a press. It was basically a press, screens, squeegees, inks. It was everything you needed to start. So once I got it and got it all set up, I figured out like, okay, now I need to figure out how to screen print. And so I spent the next few months just, just learning just how to produce a shirt. And so, um, or like I said, early on, I realized that we need to be printing our own shirts. We got our own equipment, started printing our own shirts, which to this day is why, and I don't want to use the term successful because successful is a, uh, um, it's a relative, term. it's a relative term. Like my success is someone else's just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is not working. You know? So <laughs> again, another small yeah. asterisk. Um, so to this day that has helped us be able to keep our cost down. It costs us very little to make a t-shirt. So when we go to shows and we sell our t-shirts, we have a much broader spectrum of, uh, of making money, doing it, making a profit, doing it. So that has been the biggest thing that has helped us along and kept us sustainable all these years is printing our own t-shirts. Yeah, because um, if you throw an asterisk in this, when we're setting up at shows, you have your booth and you're selling your t-shirts, and then I have my booth and I'm selling my t-shirts, well, you have made some of my t-shirts. Uh-huh. So now you are making money at your booth. You've also made money at my booth and any other booth there that is selling shirts that you made. Which is another huge thing. Like that was another huge thing. Cause when I started my, my screen printing company, I, cause like they're almost two different entities. My screen printing company is kind of like its own, not its own thing, but like it's a separate thing where I not only print our t-shirts, I do print shirts for a lot of other people. And I, my customer base is actually mainly just people in the scene in the automotive industry. And I like it that way. You know, I, I, very early on when, when I was first starting, like I had to go out there and like kind of knock down doors and just make like t-shirts for the local elementary school and stuff like that. That's a drag. I don't, for a lot of people out there at screen printing companies, you guys know what a drag it is to try to, to, and <laughs> I'm going to get a little, little, not personal, but a little deeper into it, but schools and sports teams 
are the worst to make <laughs> apparel for because you got all these different sizes. You got parents who like buy stuff and don't buy stuff and forget to buy. It's, it's a headache. So I quickly learned that I wanted to keep my customer base kind of like contained into like our industry. One, it's mainly all my friends, you know, like I know all these people personally. And two, it's like, even when I'm creating, even when I'm creating stuff that's not my brand, I'm still having a ton of fun doing it. When I get someone who owns another brand in, in our scene and they come to me and say, hey, I want like your stuff. I get excited. Like when it's a cool design, I'm like, oh, I like way get into it. So, um, so yeah, so even with my screen printing company being kind of separate, I do kind of keep it, you know, kind of the, all the same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you printed this shirt. I did. I printed that yeah. shirt. Yeah. Which I'm going to make some new ones soon. Yeah. So look for that on the website soon. Yeah, yeah. So, um, where was I? So I, I, I was talking about the uh, the the screen printing company, but I was going to talk about something else. Uh, printing my own shirts—that's that's one reason why we've. Oh, okay, yeah. Now I remember. See, sometimes I have to like repeat stuff in my head to remember where I picked up. So I apologize. Right. Hey, guys, right. hang with us. Hang with us. Um, so yeah. So you know, number one of the things—I wouldn't say number one, but one of the things—is printing our own shirts. Is, is a sustainable way that we have been able to, to do this for so long. And also the reason I brought up like having to like learn how to do this is because we've had to do that with kind of like every step of the way. So like once we learn how to print t-shirts, like, okay, cool, that's great. Now, how do we get these shirts in front of people? You know, so we're like, okay, well, we got to make, you know, what's called a lookbook. Or at the time we called it something else, but it's basically called a lookbook where you just basically get a couple people, you put on the, the shirts and you like take photos of them and you create like a you know, almost not a catalog, but just like a, a thing. Right. And so we're like, okay, that's awesome. Do we know any photographers? It's like, yeah, we know tons of photographers. And then you talk to them and they're like, okay, well, you know, it's going to cost this much or it's going to, um, you know, I need this. And then we quickly realize that like, we got to figure this out. So we had to teach ourselves how to take photos, you know? And so, uh, at the time, you know, Angie was actually doing a lot of the like models and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, later on I picked up the camera and I started shooting photos myself, but more of just like vehicles and stuff like that. But my point is, is like every step of the way we had to like teach ourselves how to do something. So one, it was screen printing. The next thing it was like taking photos of our product. Then the next thing is like getting those photos out on the internet to try to get them in front of people to purchase our product. And that, that's like another thing. So like getting your product in front of people to me is like one of the hardest things to do. And getting people to like, because everybody's on Facebook, everybody's on Instagram, TikTok, like they're on all of these things. But in my experience, it has been extremely hard to get those people off of those platforms and onto your website to purchase something. Yeah. And so it, that's another, everything was just like trying to figure out how to do it. And uh, that's another bit of advice I can like give to someone who has a brand. It's just like, you have to be on top of everything social media all the time. Whether it seems silly in the beginning, a really good example of that is TikTok. So like everybody was on Facebook, people started migrating off of Facebook, going on to going on to Instagram, and then you know you're on Instagram. So then TikTok comes along, and it seems like it's like this kid thing, you know, like kids dancing and making silly videos and stuff like that. But at some point, you realize like, no, this is the next like viable way to to leverage you know these social media platforms to promote our product. So, and it's really kind of interesting because right now we're in this interesting transition from like Instagram to TikTok. So when I talk to people, I, I say, oh, you know, are you on TikTok? And they kind of like look at you and laugh. They're like, no. And in the back of my head, I'm like, you'll be on TikTok. 
And more and more and more, I'm noticing people going on there. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where if you run a business, especially a business like ours, you you have to stay ahead of that or you will get left behind. You know what I mean? Like if we'd say we didn't do Instagram, like we didn't, we're like, oh, Facebook is enough. We don't need to do Instagram. It's like you're, all you're doing is, is losing out on that exposure, you know, because half of the battle is keeping that your name and or logo or I mean both in front of people as much as possible, you know, and uh, the way that I did it was with YouTube. So everyone knows, oh, Grinder TV, the YouTube channel, Grinder TV, the YouTube channel, da, 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 da. So they, you, they connect the dots, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, you could get left behind real quick in, especially in these days, because it just moves fast. Everything moves so fast. Everybody is just jumping onto the next, next thing and, and moving on and moving on. And if you're not, and if you're not with it, you'll get left behind. Well, that, and it's, everything's changed so much, even from 10 years ago or 12 years ago when I started, uh, the YouTube channel or, I mean, almost 15 years ago now, since I started Griner Magazine. What year you know, was we, that? What was the first year? That was two thousand five, I think. That's I think that's what we said was two thousand. You know, uh, we had MySpace, so there's a Grinder magazine MySpace. Awesome. You know, but really, that back then, what the only way to do it was to go to shows and set up a booth and walk around, and that's why we used to hand out the magazines for free. It was just get that get something in some people in people's hands, you know, that logo and that. You know, we haven't even touched on logos and stuff like that. It's so important for brands to have a, a good logo and and things like that. That's why those big companies like Coca-Cola and Pepsi and Taco Bell, I mean, if you really dive deep into logo and brand design, there is, I mean, these people, the people that design those logos make so much money because right. they, they know how to, like, get into people's brains, you know, like... Yeah. You, I mean, look at McDonald's. You don't even have to know McDonald's, the name. You see the two arches, you know what it is. Right. And I learned that lesson firsthand, as, as you were saying earlier, like with BST. You know, BST was not a recognizable thing. It was, it was kind of like no one knew really what it was. And so, you know, I learned that lesson firsthand, and that's why we eventually turned into custom life. And the logo thing, yeah, you're, it's super important because not only are you thinking about a logo that like um, someone is going to remember or like or look cool, you have to think about how that logo is applicated to a bunch of different things. And one thing in particular is like stickers. So when I, after I learned all my lessons with BST and like trying to design stuff through that, I realized that I need a logo that's obviously, that needs to be simple, but simple because like if I cut a vinyl sticker and if I cut like 500 stickers, I need to weed these things as fast as possible. So the more detail like uh, BST used to be like old English font, which has a lot of little, you know, nooks and crannies in it. So when you're like weeding a, a sticker like that, you're just sitting there with all these like trying to pull out all these little details. Yeah. So when I design, well, you're talking, you're talking to a guy that has automotive films underneath his logo. That's true. And it's very <laughs> tough. And, and it, it is one of the reasons that I started GTV with just the, the G and the TV because it's recognizable. You know what I mean? So at first it wasn't. No one knew what it was. But over time, everyone now that sees GTV connects it to Grinder TV. And you and it's and it's easier to weed stickers. It's easier to throw on the left shirt. It's you know what I mean. It's yeah. just it, it it does a lot for the uh, 
for stickers and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's when I when I was designing uh, what we call the Vice logo. So if like all the the logo that you see on our our YouTube on all of our social media, we call that the Vice uh, logo because I. And we'll get into this next subject, or we talked about earlier is inspiration. So, you know, I, I draw inspiration from everything. And um, I think a lot of people know what Vice News is. And I just like their logos. Like, it's so clean, it's so simple, and it's so recognizable. So I kind of like modeled our current logo off of that. So we call it the Vice logo. And it's like, it's like you said, it's, it's easy to weed on stickers. It's easy for a one color, just throw it on a shirt. You can, you know, stitch it on a hat in one color. It's well, really it's also- simple. I think another really important thing is, and I learned this actually with the through the mini truck clubs, is all these mini truck clubs would try to get super crazy with these logos, and you couldn't read them. Like I would walk up to the back window and stare at a at a, at a logo, and I'm like, I don't even know what that says. <laughs> I've, I've seen plenty of that. You know, like it's so crazy. They're trying to go so over the top, and and it is what it is. But re- making like making something easy to read is very important too. Mm-hmm. Easy to read, recognizable, and now you now it's interesting because you're talking about GTV, because you actually kind of went the other way. So I started BST Blood Sweat Tears Clothing, and just went with BST after that, and and a lot of people knew us as just that, but they were like, "What is BST?" You kind of went the other way. You started as Grinder TV, and and have been that for for a long, long time, and now you're kind of like, uh, what's the right? We're not drifting, but you're kind of like adapting into this new GTV logo and everybody knows what that means. So that's a really successful way on how to go from, you know, to, to take something that's very long and make it short, but still, you know, what, what people know it is. Yeah. There's, there's all kinds of like, um, quote unquote rules when it comes to like making a name or something like that. And it's like keeping it to one syllable or two syllables, you know, or one word or two words. Um, and with grinder TV, like I just wanted something that like, if you put grinder TV on the left chest of a t-shirt, it's just a long logo. So I was like, I need something to put on the front of all of my shirts. That's the same. Right. You know, and I really liked like what Joe at C10 Vatos, he would always have the little guy with C10. Like he didn't need to put C10 Vatos. He just needed the little guy. And people knew exactly what that was. Yeah, the back of the shirt is all di- is different, but the front always has it. And so I was like, oh, I, re- I want to think I think something. So I hit up uh, Pinstripe Chris, and uh, he drew that for me. He's done a couple designs for you. He's done the stout design, mm-hmm. right? The stout, yeah, the new stout, or it was a long time ago. But yeah, I drew the Toyota stout and the C10 Pinstripe shirt. But yeah, he just whipped that GTV up real quick. And and then it kind of works because of my last name, which is Good. Right. So I can... It can go so many ways. You know what I mean? It's always going to be Grinder TV. I started Grinder Magazine. It's, there's no reason to change what has always been. The reason that I named it Grinder TV was because mm. was because Grinder Magazine had a cult following of sorts. You know, we had that like you had these big magazines like Mini Truckin' and and Street Trucks and all this stuff, and then Grinder Magazine was kind of this like Oh, who are these guys? They don't know anything about magazines, but they're one of us. Right. You know what I mean? They're 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 just some guys that I see at truck shows every all the time. You know, and um so we kind of created a little cult following. So when we started the YouTube channel, um I said we're just going to keep that going. And it worked because it was already recognized. Right. So people were just like, "Oh, this is like a continuation of that." Do you remember telling me a long time ago or 
maybe maybe I'm making it up, but you could you could clarify. But a long time ago, I swear you told me that one of the reasons why you called it Grinder is because yeah, Grinder Magazine or just Grinder in general is because you wanted a, a single word because uh, you had been in, inspired by the. You remember the magazine called Blender? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So yeah, it was, so that's true. That, then yeah. I'm remembering correctly. And I, I just told this story. Um, oh, Graham's calling me. Um, I just told this story the other day. So we were sitting in Galen's driveway, who started Grinder Magazine with me, and we're trying to come up with a name, trying to come up with a name. And uh, uh, Blender Magazine back in the day was kind of like a offset of it was kind of like a Maxim almost, but it was just like it blended all these lifestyles together, you know, music and girls and cars and all this stuff. It was just kind of a blend of whatever was happening. And then I don't know if he said it or I said it, um, but we said Grinder. That makes sense because grinder, the tool, is used no matter if it's on a truck or if it's on a car. It doesn't matter what it is. If you want to modify something, you have to use a grinder. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can, and a grinder can be used to cut things or grind things down. It can be used for for all this stuff. You know, it's like a multi multi use thing. Yeah, it is, and that's kind of what our magazine was. It was everything: cars, oh, trucks. That makes a lot of sense. We, so we like that's, that's awesome. what it was. We blended things together. And we're just like we're blending it, blending, blending. Grinder, grinder, and grinder magazine was it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, so, so cool. And, and what we didn't know at the at the time though, there was another grinder magazine. It was a South American heavy metal magazine. Oh, really? Yeah, it's from like <laughs> Chile or something that's like that. Awesome. <laughs> so, you know, now you can just get online and Google whatever and, and find out things. Right. Then you couldn't do that as much. So, um, but that mag- there, and then there was like the Grind magazine, which was like uh, I think snowboarding or something like that. Do you remember a magazine? I'm, I I know you know you remember this. Do you remember Skinny magazine? Oh, dude, our car show was in Skinny Magazine. That's right, yeah. Like, yeah. one of the one of the uh, Forbidden Fantasy shows was featured in there. Skinny Magazine was a, a magazine that was specific to the Inland Empire. So, we're kind of where, like, we're all born out of. You, the club, me. We're born out of... We're, we, we're from Southern California, so it's very easy to say we're from the Los Angeles area. But more specifically, we're from the Inland Empire. And the Inland yeah. Empire consists of basically everything east of Pomona... You guys can Google all these. I'm not going to go into great detail. But the Inland Empire stretches basically from uh, the border of Pomona all the way out into Riverside, Moreno Valley, uh, Banning, San Bernardino. Temecula. Even even as much as Temecula doesn't think that they're in Inland Empire. Temecula thinks that they're like San Diego still. (laughs) I got bad news for you, Temecula. It's like Montana when you guys think you're Rancho. You're not. You're Fontana. We uh, could we could talk a whole thing about like you know Southern California is so interesting because it's just this like just this vast just cities like you if you drove down if you and this is a lot of not people are gonna get this so hopefully they'll follow along there's a the 15 freeway in Southern California and there's a, a road called Foothill and it's in um, it starts in in, in uh, Fontana and anyway so you get off on this freeway. Or on the street, you can travel ten miles down this and go through about eight different cities on this yeah. one road, and that's just that's sort of Southern California in a nutshell. It's just this vastness. So like when you say that's why it's hard to say. So like there are little cities that like I'm sure no one's ever heard of, like uh, uh, L, um, uh, <laughs> you are you are 
going off the rails, Frank. I know, I know, I know. Let's let's get back on track. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. If one thing about me in particular is I am passionate about where I'm from. I am from Southern California, and I am very passionate about it. And, and I can get into you're so passionate about it. about it, you couldn't think of one city. I know. Well, no, I was trying to think of um, <laughs> Ontario, Rancho Cucamonga, Eastvale was the Eastvale. Well, Eastvale was Eastvale wasn't even a city. Well, that's so kind of like a new city. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. it's like a new yeah. city. But I'm just saying, like, if you if you and and actually this kind of ties into what we're talking about as we travel. When I go to the other side of the country and someone says, "Where are you from?" and I say, "Apple Valley." They'll be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So we have to, the farther we leave home, the more general the area is. So if I'm like, you know, if I'm down, you know, down Riverside or something at a show, it's like, hey, where are you from? Like, oh, I'm from the high desert. I'm from Mount Valley. Like, Oh, that's cool. You know, or if you were like, you know, went to Tucson and you're like, oh, you know, I'm from Buckeye. They're like, oh, that's cool. But the farther we go out, it just turns into Phoenix. And Los Angeles area. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. And I'm again uh, for our audio yeah, listeners. Air quotes. air quotes. But I mean that that's true because I mean even going out of country, especially. Mm-hmm. So when you go to Australia, you know where are you from? You don't even say Los Angeles. It Jesus. just turns into you just say California. California. Yeah. And yeah. people just from, assume. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're like, how many celebrities do you know? Yeah. And you're like, I know like two. <laughs> but uh, getting off on that tangent of yeah. going so about. So let's go whatever. back to these brands we, that we we run were here. talking about. Uh, what started that conversation is, was I was talking about Skinny Magazine. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Skinny Magazine. It's a it's a magazine from the end. It was. A, yeah. It was a magazine. Which it was but, funny. There was a lot of mini truckers that worked for Skinny. Oh really? A lot of freelance guys. A lot of freelance. Uh, to to tie kind of like tie it all together, the very first screen printer that I went to to print our shirts printed the Skinny Magazine, all the Skinny ma- uh, Magazine merchandise. Hmm. So it's just like it's it's like everything is so connected. It's just strange how everything is so connected. But the the reason I was talking about skinny and kind of comparing it to grinder, and you said it, it was like this, like kind of like a grassroots uh, uh, thing. Grinder magazine is a grassroots thing. So is our brand. Our brand is a total grassroots thing, and I kind of like alluded to it, saying that like we had to teach ourselves how to print T-shirts, we had to t- teach ourselves how to do photography, how to build a website, how to shoot video, how to ev- literally everything, and that's sort of like. Um, the the basis, at least from my perspective, our company is we are a DIY company. We we do everything ourselves. Yeah, the, and then and there and that's not to say that other companies that don't do that right. are doing it wrong. Um, you know, there's just different avenues that you can go down to, you know, save money or you know just to make make a bit bigger profit. You know, like like I always think it's funny because like with my hats and my t-shirts, I'm like, I need to hire a photographer to take some cool photos. And then I go, I'm a photographer. <laughs> but then I look at some brands, um, like a good one is the low life co. Yeah. They're great. I love their brand. Yeah. So I've they're They hire a photographer and, you know, pay this guy decent, you know, pretty good money to take rad photos. Now, are they selling more merchandise because of those photos where, like someone that is a DIY is missing out. Yeah, and and you know, like I've said many times in this conversation, this is just purely from our perspective. Yeah. And to answer that, so basically, I'm saying that to answer the question, how is this sustainable for you? And over the years, that has been why we're sustainable. But that's not to say that like we have to make intelligent decisions too. And your hat example is is a really good example. We don't make our own hats. We have R J Silva from Eye Candy Designs in Phoenix make our hats, and because when it came down to it, it's like, I can get a machine, I can get an embroidery machine, 
And then one, I'm going to have to learn how to use it. And then not only, so now I'm gearing, say I'm gearing up for a show. So not only am I gear, like this show, for example, going out to Utah, I've spent the last two weeks having to do reprints on the shirts, having to restock stickers and do all of this stuff. And if I add another thing, like if I bought an embroidery machine and now I have to produce hats for the next show, I'm stretching myself so thin that it's not, that's not sustainable or feasible, feasible. So yeah. If, and I, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just going to finish the thought saying that like, again, solid advice that I could give to somebody is figure out, utilize, we only have so much time in a day as, as, and kind of like to go back to the beginning of our conversation. You cannot grind 24 hours a day. It, that is not sustainable. It just doesn't work. You have to rest. You have to take care of your family. You have to take care of your, your body. You know, you, you should be doing all of these things on top of, of, uh, trying to achieve this goal with a business. And so you have to decide like, what is the most sustainable way that I can make this happen? I used to, I don't even know if I'm using sustainable correctly and all this, but yeah. that's one of those things. It's like, okay, I'm already stretched in printing shirts and doing inventory and taking care of my family and my kids and, and stuff like that. So what do I need to do to, to fulfill this need, but also do it intelligently? Yeah. And that's, and like, that's your story, right. Of the DIY and, and all that stuff. But the other thing that also helps you is when other people pay you to make t-shirts, correct? So, mm -hmm. so you, not every brand, like say, if you're just starting a brand, they don't have the, like, they probably have to work full time. You know, I never, I worked full time through Grinder Magazine. Um, so I didn't have it's not like we could have the time to go and buy a screen printing machine and buy this stuff. Like we had to have other people do it. Exactly. And again, this is, that's strictly all of this, all of the, and I don't want to say advice. All of the things that I'm discussing right now are purely from my perspective. Yeah, Cause everybody's, everyone's is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the thing is, is like you said, you have to find the right way to go about things. Not necessarily the right way, but the, the right way that works for well, you. Well, that's what I'm saying, the right way for you, because right. the right way is a relative term too, mm -hmm. right? Because what's right for me is not right for you and is not right for this other person. So finding the right way means finding the right way for you to do it. Right, exactly. You know, like say the same with the hats. It's like I could buy a embroidery machine and do it myself and then make that margin, you know, but an embroidery machine's X amount of dollars and then time. And this, it would be how many years until you made that margin back. Right. And, and to, and, uh, to kind of go back on what you're talking about, and I'll be completely honest with everybody is like, yeah, the, the customer work also keeps this thing afloat. So, you know, I say that this is my full-time job, but so, which kind of, I want to touch on real quick and not go really deep into it. So when we talk about work, like I'm working right now, um, we're working right now, we are doing a part of our job. And so like work to me is like a relative, we talked about relative terms. Work to me is a relative term. You know, I could be sitting at my desk, not, I'm not, if I'm not physically printing a shirt, it doesn't mean I'm not working again, air quotes where I'm not working. Everything is, is a part of this huge process. And so when I'm printing customer work, I'm not really doing anything for the brand to build the brand, but I am doing it to sustain my ability to do that. And it's sort of the same with you doing, you know, shooting for magazines and doing photography and stuff like that. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but those are the things that like you're doing to like maintain this lifestyle. Is it a lifestyle? Well, and to maintain my, yeah, well, yeah, that's how I pay my bills, you know, like obviously going to a show selling t-shirts and hats that 
that helps, you know what I mean? But that's not even my main income, you know? And, and when it comes back, when it goes back to brands, um, I mean, I can, I'm having a struggle right now with my brand. Um, and we can talk about it because this could be something that someone else has a struggle with too, but grinder TV is a YouTube channel. Well, it's my, obviously my Instagram page. And then I started getting heavy into photography as well. And now I'm, I shoot for a couple of different magazines, you know, regularly I'm doing a couple photo shoots a week, you know? So, and I'm also, I have clients that I do videos for, you know, different shops, you know, they'll call and say, Hey, we need to do a set of videos. So I'll go down there. And I'm also doing that like on a weekly basis. And then I'm also editing videos for other YouTube channels. So, but that's all under the grinder TV name. That, and that's, yeah, that's sort of the point that I'm making is like, so if someone it's, it's hard, if someone came up and said, uh, is this what you do for a living? The easy answer is yes, but it's a little more complicated than that. Cause there are so yeah. many, th- but it's, it, but if, again, it is all under the same umbrella. Cause if you're shooting, if you're shooting photos for a magazine or, or are filming for, for somebody else, you're still utilizing the skills that you need to build what yeah. the, your brand. Yeah, but I'm kind of, I'm not really getting into that part of it. I'm getting into the part of Grinder TV, when you see the name, has nothing to do with photos, mm-hmm. right? It's not something, something photos. How does someone know Grinder TV does photos? I, this is, I'm kind of going to the branding, a business part of it. I see what you're saying, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Stacy Custom Life, they know the YouTube channel. Custom Life says nothing about that you also print t-shirts. That's true. You know what I mean? So how does anyone know when they walk up to your booth to ask you about screen printing? Because mm-hmm. you're not there advertising that you do screen printing. You're there advertising the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Right? So we do different things under the same name. And what I'm going through right now is... Did you lose happened? me? Yeah, hold on. My uh, my computer's reminded me that I need to... Uh, Get a new to, one? No, well, to, to, to uninstall Adobe, uh, Java, whatever, because they don't do that. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, anyway, so I have, I want to start doing photography as a business as well. I already do it, yes. You know, um, it's just like I shoot for CK Magazine. <clears throat> it's a Chevy truck magazine. And when they put photos by, they they were putting photos by Grinder TV, and I oh. told him, I told him, no, no, I want photos by Brian Good, mm-hmm. because I'm looking kind of towards the future, and who knows how long magazines are even going to be around. I mean, they're they, pretty, yeah. So if I'm relying on, you know, two or three magazines for income, and all of a sudden one goes, hey, we're not doing this anymore. They don't owe me anything. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? They're so, just like, okay, thanks. Yeah. So. And I, I can't go and market Grinder TV like I can. I want to market Brian Good Photos or something photos. Mm-hmm. So I'm struggling right now with what to do with that. You know what I mean? Like creating mm-hmm. that other, creating another business type, but also tying it into Grinder TV. So is it going to be be good photography, be good photos, good photos, something like that? You mm-hmm. know, because Grinder TV it has TV in it. It's video. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to type Grinder TV photos and video. Like, it's just this, when it comes to branding, these are, you know, these are important things to think about. Right. And those are, and those are real struggles. And I have, I have struggles too. And, and my struggles are having to, 
like basically every time I get up in the morning, you know, I get up, I send my kids to school, Angie goes to work, and I sit down, I'm like, now how am I going to get everybody to see my brand today? And it's kind of like, that's why, you know, we were joking about it in a previous episode, my like Instagram stories addiction is because like, you know, I'm not necessarily just showing off nothing in particular. Like I'm trying to just be in every, like, it's a really good example is, uh, Joe Molina with, with C10 Vatos, like he posts, you know, just dozens of stories every day and they're not, most of them are nothing to do with, with uh, C10 trucks at all. It's just like, no, C10 Vatos has become almost an entertainment Instagram, but he's keeping that going. Like you said earlier about the, the logo, just, just someone just needs to see that little dude. And they're like, Oh yeah, C10 Vatos. Yeah. It's like every day is a struggle on how to be, be, be out there, you know, not, and, and I don't, I really, I really don't like to be like product, 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 product. I like to be just like, Hey man, this is, I just like kind of like inviting people in my life. Like, Hey, this is what I got going on. And this is what I'm doing today to build this or do this, you know? So that's, that's, so my struggle every day is like, okay, today, how, how are we going to get people just to remember our name today? You know, and whether it be through Instagram stories or TikToks or, you know, YouTube videos, like it's, all it, it all go it all blends together and i think if there was any sort of advice that could come from this it, it's consistency especially the, yes with with youtube because a lot of people they you know how to how, how do you how do you make money on youtube how do you do this how do you do that with anything is consistency right it, if you're not posting once a week or once every two weeks or once a day you know what I mean? If you look at the most successful YouTube channels, it's all about consistency. You know, whether it's a fishing channel or a hunting channel or a camping channel or a car channel, it doesn't matter what it is. The successful ones are consistent. Just, you know, uh, we, we say this a lot is just keep creating content. Just keep yeah, don't it. expect it to come fast. Um, don't expect it to... It, there's always a little bit of luck involved, but, you know... It's obviously um, the grind, the hard work. And we talked about this before, but talking about hard work is different than doing hard work. Mm-hmm. And if you keep catching yourself talking about hard work, then you just you just got to do it. And again, like hard work, that's a relative term. We're not out there digging ditches. I mean, I used to do no, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's it's not hard labor. It's just, but it is hard work. Again, it's relative, well, yeah, I mean, relative terms. It is a relative term. That is, that's very true. Because I mean, I, I've ch- like tr- changed my YouTube channel in a couple of different directions. You know, um, your YouTube channel is is, is a vlog, mm-hmm. and then you started to do more show coverage, and then now you're like you're dabbing in more cinematic show coverage, right? So you're kind of like you're going a different, a tiny bit of a different direction. You know what I mean? And then my YouTube channel was started with just no one talking especially not the people behind the camera sometimes but then um i i started talking on camera because i took some advice from you and some other people and just like hey you need to put a face to the to the name right and then so that i went kind of the vlog direction a little bit but now then with the with the OBS truck, like that's gonna go a direct like a build channel direct you know direction and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's, well, no, I'm just saying like 
over time it's changed. Oh, that's where I was going with this. I have sat down and watched hours and hours of YouTube channels. And whether it's a supercar YouTube channel or camping or whatever, like it doesn't have to be exactly what you do. Like I don't have to watch the custom life and these other YouTube channels to try to get, you know, to try to do what they're doing. I watch a lot of these other different types of channel have nothing to do with cars to try to get ideas from them too. And that's work. That's me working hard is sitting down and watching these YouTube channels and essentially studying. Right. And, you know, and, and like, kind of like I was saying earlier, we draw inspiration from everything. You know, I draw inspiration from like weird places too. Um, to, to, to go back on what you're saying about consistency. Yes. A hundred percent. You just need to, to create, create, create. And I just wanted to kind of like touch on that a little bit on what inspires me to do that. So there's this video and, um, you can either link it in the description below or, you know, I'll just tell people how to Google it. So go to Google and search up, uh, the gap by Ira glass and it's on Vimo. It's like the only place this thing exists. Um, and it's this, this is short thing. Ira glass is an author or I think he's an author or a journalist or something like that. But um, someone asked him, like, you know, how, how do you get good at what you do? And his thing is, is like, well, you have this thing called the gap. And basically what happens is, is when you start something, you know, you, you don't know how to do what you're doing. In my case, it was like T-shirts, printing T-shirts and, and having a brand. So, but the thing is, is when you start, you already know what good good is. Like you already, you know what good is, you know what looks good and you know what's going to be great but your skill isn't there. So now you're, now you have a gap. Now you're at the beginning that your stuff isn't that great, but, and you're here at the end where your stuff is good or great, or, you know, that's relative to, but the more and more you create stuff, the more you close that gap, you know, because you already like when you create something and you make it, you're like, okay, that that's good. But that's not what I know is the, how it could be. So then you make another one and eventually that gap closes. Yeah. So that's if I if I was to give advice, like real advice to somebody, I would say that just keep making stuff, whatever you're doing, T-shirts, YouTube channels, building cars, painting cars, drawing. It's just anything you just got. You got to keep doing it. Yeah, you have to keep going. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to keep going and and learning. Learning is such an important thing because we all. I mean, look at this podcast. Like the first one, you know what I mean? Like the audio was terrible. Right. You know, how, how long have I been doing videos for? You know, <laughs> it, interviewing people. You know, I mic people up all the time and get good audio. And then the one, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I have to learn something new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but And again, but see, kind of to, to talk about what I was talking about, like that's the gap. Like we know what good podcasts sound like. We know what good podcasters do and how they talk. And then now we're like, okay, we want to do that. The first one was yeah. like the way it was, but we're just going to keep making it. And then eventually we'll catch up. Keep going. So keep creating, um, on your notepad there, what else mm -hmm. do you have? I think actually I was just looking at it. I kind of went over my whole thing. The only thing that I, this is like the only thing I've written down. If you want to just go down the whole list is I was talking about, um, utilizing everything. So like all social medias, all these weird platforms. And one thing that I, and it's even beyond that, like utilizing things that maybe aren't conventional. So the one thing I have uh, written down is I want to actually start a zine. So not a, a magazine. So I don't know if you're familiar with like 
zines, like in the punk rock sense. Um, so basically, and not even the punk rock sense, but like in the fandom sense. So, you know, back in the like 80s and 90s, people would create these like small, almost pamphlets about a particular thing, whether it be punk rock, one particular band or whatever. Um, so that's one thing I had in my head. I'm like, I want to create a zine. And then so I was thinking like, oh, you know, well, now again, adding more stuff to my plate, thinning myself out. And it's like, well, okay, so now what am I going to go to a show and like film the show and then now take all of these photos and then curate these photos? And then I was like, no, no, I got a better idea. So why don't I just take my existing footage and take screenshots and just take a bunch of screenshots and put a curate just all and not just one show, but like a bunch of different shows and curate them into these like little pamphlets and call it screenshots. There you go. So my point <laughs> is, is that like I've had that idea for a while. So now someone's probably going to take it. You can have it. That was a free one. Uh, <laughs> but what my the point... GTV zine is coming right up. <laughs> so my point is, is just utilizing everything. And that's like yeah. you were saying you what you were saying about like um, starting the YouTube channel and like going and changing. It's evolution. It's evolving. It's this 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 thing that we do is a constant evolving thing. And and another thing, uh, I guess, advice is, is just don't be complacent. Just like keep doing stuff, keep creating, keep doing stuff. Yeah. Well, on so many and, and, and in this world that we uh, live in and the social media stuff that we do numbers and likes and subscribers are so like they, they keep us going. So if you post something and it doesn't get likes, you get discouraged or whatever. Um, I always tell people like the Facebook, the Instagram and all that it's free. So just do it anyways. It doesn't matter how many likes it gets. It doesn't matter what it is. It's free. Yeah. And to kind of like, we were kind of bashing the, uh, the whole motivational meme space, but one of them does make sense is it doesn't cost anything to like a photo or make a drop a comment. Even if you say, man, this sucks, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like it's just interaction. And it's kind of funny because kind of to go in another thing, like, you know, it's, it seems so trivial, these things, likes, subscribes, comments on these social media platforms. It seems so trivial, like but it, it, it does help. And, you know, one thing that I always kind of like joke about is when we started our brand way in the beginning, you know, and I had this idea that this is what we want to do. I used to tell Angie, I said, you know, one day I'm going to be like, oh, hey, I got to go to this car show and go drink beer with my friends and hang out. You know, that's just what I do. And back then it's like, oh, yeah, OK, huh? Here we are. Tomorrow I'm driving all the way out to Utah to go hang out with my friends, drink beer, and film and well, sell merchandise. Well, that's not necessarily what you have to do, though. It's a funny way to say. We it. don't. We don't. You're not Burt Kreischer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> my my point is is like what we do is very fun, and it's it. I, I mean, I can can't say it any other way. What we do is fun, but yeah. it's what we do. And we and we do have to do it. Well, you, you have a certain, your face is your brand essentially. Yeah. So you have to show your face where, you know what I mean? Yes. Showing my face has helped mine a little bit, but, um, you know what I mean? I never, I could keep going. I could keep on going. I can go to a show and no one even knows I'm there and then create this video. And, and then that's what I did. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a, it's a little bit different. Yeah, but then you realize that like by adding that thing, by turning the camera around and talking to it, you added another 
piece. But, to uh, it. Yeah, and, it and that and that opened up your audience, and then your audience started to yeah. to get more familiar with you, and and you you were building this relationship with your yeah. viewers. It all depends on what your end goal is. Absolutely, right? you know what I mean. And 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 the end goal of of custom life is was your beginning goal essentially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To have a good time, and um, that's true. You and know, all I've, that stuff, and and like. Like this goes back to me, like going down different avenues of what I want to do. And I don't want to be a vlogger. I don't want to be, I don't want to just, but I also don't just want to make show videos with music anymore. Like that's why I did the LST video. Cause I wanted to dab in like a small documentary. I wanted to, da- I want to dab and, and all these little things to see what I really like to do. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then the documentary thing was so cool. Yeah, it was. And I enjoyed putting that together. So if I find something else that I'm interested in, then I'm going to do that again. You know, so yeah, it's just kind of do what you want to do and figure it out and do it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So what you're telling me is I should just work hard and just keep working hard and eventually everything will come together. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I had to tie this whole conversation together and that was the best way to do it. Oh, man. I know. We should have had some examples of funny... uh, a funny, like obvious quotes like that. Right. Like you want to make more money, work more. Yeah. Go it's like, yeah, work. that's how it works. If you're, especially if you're paid hourly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we could go on that, but, uh, uh, you want to wrap this thing up? I think we're, we're approaching, uh, our allotted time here. I mean, we don't have are a lot of time, but there are no rules in this space. There are no rules except even for the ones my, we make up. Even though my battery is showing dead. Oh no. Yeah, I have it plugged into the wall though, so I can charge my battery or like power my camera through oh, okay. the wall. But it's still it's been showing like an empty battery with a line in it for the last fifteen minutes. That's funny. Well, you got any uh, last thoughts? Yes. So let's wrap this whole brand. <clears throat> Whoa, let's wrap this whole branding thing up with um, the drop. Oh, you that's know? okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the so what we did. You know, this kind of came together really fast. On the way home from Mini Nats, we're like, let's start a podcast. We've been talking about it for a while, and then we just did it. Yeah. And I'm like, we need art. We need something. So if you look at the drop artwork, that's just a basic font with the two faces that you pulled yeah, off that I somewhere. Just, I just chopped together. And then the truck is something that Fuel Market drew for the Forbidden Fantasy show a few years ago, and I just cut it out real quick <laughs> and threw, threw it, it all together. together. Yeah. Yeah, but we have a buddy in Melbourne, Australia. And I'm going to pull up his Instagram page right now, and I'll put it on the screen. Um, here we go. Um, it's Vanda Graphics, and his name's Paul Vanda. And we had a Zoom call yesterday, but we're teaming up, and we're going to make... He is going to get us official, an official logo, an official you know, space. Yeah. And so something that we can have some fun with. So That's we're pretty, super awesome. Yeah, pretty excited with that uh, for that to happen because I think what we created really fast it works. We just need to tighten it up and make it more fun and and also make it marketable. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you said, with the um, it's so funny the reflection right here. I should I need to take a picture of this. Hold on. Okay. Just Are don't we... move. Don't move. Don't move. Okay, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna talk about that in a second. The, whatever reflection I have uh-huh. on your sunglasses, it looks like your eyeballs are this big. <laughs> like, cart- it's scary. It's almost scary. Okay, anyways. That's funny. Yeah. 
so yeah, so um, I'm really excited for that and to see where that goes. And I appreciate um, Paul at Vanda Graphics um, teaming up with us on that. Yeah, it's going to be super cool. Yeah, and I am. Should we talk about the song? Oh, uh, it's kind of in the very early stages. Do you uh, want to leave it at that and then talk about it? Yeah, once, we l- 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 once that gets a little more solidified. But all I'm going to say right now is I have some feelers out there for producing a theme song. That's all I'm going to say right now. <laughs> we need a theme song. We need a theme song. We need a theme song. We need theme artwork. And we're working on it. And uh, we just want to thank everyone so far that's like commented. There's a lot of reviews on, if you go on the Apple um, thing and read the reviews. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's awesome. Wanna, yeah, we appreciate the comments. We read all the comments. We read all the reviews on um, on the Apple podcast app and all that stuff. And yeah. Yeah, thank you for, for all of the, the positive vibes that we've been getting lately. It, it, it really motivates us to, to kind of go back to that, you know, arbitrary thing of likes and shares and stuff like that. But you know what? It not only helps us like technically and algorithms and whatnot, it helps us like mentally. Like when you guys send us positive vibes, it makes us feel good. And we're like, hey, let's, let's make more stuff. Yeah, it is. It's so weird to say that, um, but it does. You know, when people say, hey, that's so awesome, man. I love the podcast. It does. It does. It helps us set up for the next one. Yeah. We're like, dude, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And by the way, I'm adding these to the website. GTV hats. These ones. Yeah. You plugged your banner. You plugged your banner on the last one. I'm plugging the hat on this one. (laughs) Right on. Well, cool, man. It was fun. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys later.